Today is Tuesday, October 2nd, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, today Our Lady gave a message for the world through Mariana. Uh, for those of you who are new to Medjugorje.com, to Medjugorje, and to Radio Wave, Our Lady gives a message on the second of the month through Mariana. This is a day uh, that Our Lady has designated as a day of prayer uh, for non-believers, and so we join with Our Lady today in prayer. Uh, for those of us in the United States, the apparition uh, took place uh, at uh, 2 a.m. this morning and 9 a.m. Medjugorje time. And uh, you can find the information about that, the description of the apparition along with Our Lady's message and images or pictures from the apparition and a writing uh, from a friend of Medjugorje on the homepage of the website right now. But uh, there's a very big message to discuss today. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Progressing through the beginning days of Medjugorje, and then Our Lady evolving to once-a-week messages on Thursday. It was interesting to be in the village at that time. I remember seeing some of the old village women standing by the statue, which was to the right of St. James Church now, was to the front left side of the altar but down on the pew level not the altar level and the women would walk around circles praying touching and rubbing them with handkerchiefs on the statue there was dirt at the base of it because they had come from the fields the grime still on their hands and I remember hearing my first Thursday message there it's pretty awesome I was thinking I can't believe I'm here and they read it in creations, and these old women would stand there with a folded, crinkled piece of paper using the back of their hand, or the palm of their hand, rather, writing with pencil down this message. They'd go slower, they'd repeat it. But it's history. When they got ready to move the statue to the side, they cleaned the bottom off all the dirt. And to all of their surprise, they found the name at the bottom of it, Our Lady Queen of Peace. God ordains everything. Just as the cross was built, Our Lady later told them in the apparitions, after it being constructed in 1933, that when she came back in 81, and somewhere along that time, that the cross was providentially built. God planned it. Medjugorje has been in the makings for a long, long time, not just June 24, 1981. And our official date of the first day of the anniversary, June 25, 1981. But it's providentially set up. Many signs that you see there shows this is something of a grand, grand plan. And so it was the Village Church, St. James, was even arguments over building it so big. They don't even know why they built it that big. It was way overbuilt. They didn't need a church that big. And everybody knows today, and there's no doubt that God inspired that. And so it is, Medjugorje was a dead end. There was no place to go once you came into the village, except by trails, old crinkly road, 
One way in, one way out, basically. Five little villages. And the word Medjugorje means between the hills. A beautiful scenery. A sunset that is incredible every night you're there. When it's not cloudy. And even when it's cloudy, it's beautiful when the sun peeks out. The mountain peaks as you sit on top of Cross Mountain. You look out across there and you think, God laid this out. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene at Croatian Mass. Of course, to be politically correct, they want to call it the International Mass. I don't buy that. This man always feeling like somebody's going to get the hurt, feelings hurt. I want to go to Croatian Mass. That's why I go there. God chose those people. She said, you're a chosen people. She first screwed them in the beginning days, the visionaries. Then the Thursday messages, the whole Croatian village. A place she said that of all the places the Almighty has sent me is her favorite place. It doesn't bother me that Jesus was a Jew. It doesn't bother me this Croatian mass we went to. Why do we have to be so progressive? Why do we got to change everything? Why do we got to get rid of some of the sites in Medjugorje? Even some of the stories. Satan's very clever. They call it the International Mass. Some people may not like I'm criticizing that. I'm criticizing it. It's for the Croatians. It's still Croatian Mass. I'm not hurt because I'm an American and I want to cry because they're doing Croatian Mass. God picked a rugged people. And there are many people who lived holy and strong religious lives. Medjugorje was a witness when I went there of what a little village should be like. I thought as an American you had to have a hundred acres to make it. I saw families on two acres with their milk cow, their hog, their garden, their winery, their life, rich on their meager little land. The sun that fed the grapes, that made the wine, that they gave to the priest for mass. This is rich. We want to throw that witness away. The women walking around the statue making it dirty with their hands from the dirt from the soil. Don't forget roots. Don't change it. Hold on to it. And Medjugorje is losing many things because it's not thoughtful. And so we have this history of progressing to the Thursday messages, a beautiful moment, a beautiful time where she schooled the villagers and how to live the life she was calling to after school and the visionaries. You've heard me say that first the visionaries thought it was for them. Then the villagers thought it was for them themselves. A lady came. And then she comes and says, first love each other that you may love all the rest and the others who come. And soon the whole world came. And you're to bring it to the whole world. And that's what this is about tonight. To bring you a message that a lady brought today because we got the January 25th, 1987 first monthly messages. That was the pinnacle. We went years this way. And then suddenly, in America, where you're free, Mariana comes back and has her in a locution in Oregon. Yaakov, in America, where he's free to give out his last apparition and the message. Our Lady loves America. We have a free spirit. We can say what we feel like we need to say. Don't give us an international mass. Give us a Croatian mass. People dare not say certain things. May get you in trouble. But we don't believe that as Americans. We believe our liberty and freedom comes from God and we believe our Lady comes to bring us liberty. To show us that we have inalienable rights, not from man or government or political correctness, or what people think may be, but by God's design, His gift to us. Man can suffocate it, he can choke it, he can seal it, he can imprison us, but he can never stop the Spirit. Our Holy Spirit has done many things here at Caritas. Our Holy Spirit has done things with Mariana here in that first message in Oregon. And Yanko's apparition 
And oftentimes we've been able to say things that wouldn't be out. We've recorded it. Because we don't care what man thinks. We care what God thinks. And his words are to go out. And we have words from Our Lady today. Our Lady of Medjugorje's October 2nd, 2012 message to Mariana on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, I am calling you and am coming among you because I need you. I need apostles with a pure heart. I am praying, and you should also pray, that the Holy Spirit may enable and lead you, that he may illuminate you and fill you with love and humility. Pray that he may fill you with grace and mercy. Only then will you understand me, my children. Only then will you understand my pain. Because of those who have not come to know the love of God, then you will be able to help me. You will be my light bearers of God's love. You will illuminate the way for those who have been given eyes but do not want to see. I desire for all my children to see my son. I desire for all my children to experience his kingdom. Again, I call you and implore you to pray for those whom my son has called. Thank you. Our Lady had told us today, you continue to be deaf and blind as you look around at the world, or rather at the world around you. You do not want to see where it's going without my son. Or rather, that's the wrong message you gave me. Apical. But it's appropriate, the same part I was picking out. So that you can see. You illuminate the way for those who have not been, or rather those who have been given eyes, but do not want to see. Our Lady said on the 10th anniversary... And we thought that was going to be the last apparitions. We could imagine them going past that time. Everybody knew the seventh, eighth year, ninth year, but tenth year for sure would be the last apparitions on the anniversary. After that, we quit thinking that way. But in there, our lady gave a profound message. She said that there are those who do not want to understand my message. Is this what are you saying? Though they may see, they don't, because they don't want to. Do we want to understand Our Lady? If we don't, can we understand, help others to understand? Many people today have their plan. They don't put the liberty into the messages to be free of what Our Lady wants to do. Some people even say there's only one plan, and yet Our Lady says on the mountain I have many plans and I need you to help me fulfill them this plan is all encompassing for the whole world every part of the world every nation down every village to every little family January 25th 87 you must pray to comprehend your role in God's design he has a plan for you do you know it or do you have your plan? People go through their whole life with their plan. It comes a point with the messages where there's a confrontation. So you got to throw up a white flag. I give up, Mary. I know my brothers, when we used to go to Kiddie Lands, what they called it, we'd get in the bumper cars. For some reason, I don't remember why, we'd have to get in two at one, one ride. And we were fighting over the steering wheel the whole way. I want to drive. No, he wants to drive. I want to drive. We was always pushing each other out, fighting, and hitting get besides the other bumper car hitting us at the same time. I went that way with God. Our life's crazy when we fight God to be in the driver's seat. It's like the bumper sticker says, God's my co-pilot. Really? 
He's your co-pilot? Why is he not your pilot? You're good enough to where you're going to be piloting God around? That's how we think. Because it's our plan. And your plan, my plan, is not the best plan. We've got to surrender God. We've got to give Him the way. And once we understand that, our life will come back to peace and to order. Hello, it's been too long My fault, I haven't called Thank you for picking up the phone I've been swimming around Trying hard not to drown Waiting all my life calling the sound And I'm hanging on best as I can I know this whole crazy ride's in your hands It's your plan This is my white flag way this is me handing you the reins I know you can steer my hurricane And I'll hang on best as I can I know this whole crazy ride's in your hands It's your plan It's your plan So I'll hang on best as I can best as I can cause I know this whole crazy ride's in your hands it's your plan it's your plan She lay dying at only 23. 19 years before, she miraculously survived smallpox, which left her partially blind, her face with deep pitted scars. While the children isolated her because of her looks, they stoned and persecuted her for her fervent desire to be a Christian. She prayed to the Great White Spirit to send a missionary to pour the water over her head. 16 years of prayer was answered when a missionary came through and from that moment, Tekawitha's heart was no longer upon the earth, rather in heaven. She served others with such care that God shone in her. Many Mohawks began to see beauty in her. At the same time, jealousy and hatred boiled to a point that they began to plot the killing of the frail Mohawk Christian. Fleeing the banks of the St. Lawrence River in New York, she arrived in Canada where she lived with other Christians. They soon learned a jewel was amongst them. 
a spirit radiating such beauty and kindness that many Indians and missionaries themselves were drawn deeper into the Christian life. Tekawitha was a Christian for only four years. Upon her death in 1676, many witnessed her scars vanish and her skin become almost a pure white, physically reflecting the inner beauty that filled her soul. All were amazed at the beauty of the maiden who lay before them. Word spread, and thousands of Indians converted, as well as many through the centuries, upon hearing of her holy life, which gave witness to God's love. Tekawitha stands in sharp contrast with society's hunger for beauty. For true beauty radiates first from the heart. Today's answer to beauty is not in makeup, but in the heart. To be beautiful, love. To love, serve. To be able to serve others, forgive, as Tekawitha did. Peace is the fruit. Come to the resting place at Caritasa, Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Our Lady in the message uh, speaks about illumination several times, light bearers, illumination. Um, and she also speaks about blindness, not seeing, not understanding her, not understanding her pain. And she's saying that if we're praying to the Holy Spirit, that we can um, be filled with these gifts of the Holy Spirit of love, humility, grace, mercy, and that will help us then to understand Our Lady. And I, my question is... Um, that there's there's a certain amount of understanding that Our Lady has given to you through, through her messages, through a walk that you've taken with her. People all the time, and we're hearing this a lot these days, with they fired the first shot 2012 out there, that many people say, you know, I knew a lot of the things that were in this book, but I there's real revelation being brought forth. It's the way it's put. It's the way it's put together that is bringing light. So my my question is, what what has helped you to understand Our Lady that has helped you to illuminate through your writings, through the way of life that we, we live here? And our, as Our Lady said, you will illuminate the way for those who have been given eyes but do not see. I went to grammar school with those nuns. They're uh, sisters of the Eucharist. They had the black habits. You only saw a partial part of the face. And I didn't listen to any of them. They were mean. But now we got Big Mama here. And I listened to her. It's just really that simple. It's beautiful that our lady says, Dear children, I'm calling you I need you. And her message is really over and over over my children. In fact, here she says it once, twice, three times, four times. That's just barely scanning it. So four times she says, my children. And children really, I know when my kids were little, my wife could sit there and say, your dad is the strongest man in the world. They'd believe it. They could say, or she could say, um, you know, I could do something and achieve it. I could tell them you could fly. When you hit this age, you can fly. They believe that. And so often our lady comes to us and she says, little children. And that's really a marvelous thing when you think about it. Why does she call us little children? It's amazing the first time I noticed in John uh, when he's talking or writing in the Bible, and he says, children. Or dear children, where did he get that from? Who was given to John at the foot of the cross? There's no way this verbiage is from John. I don't believe that for a minute. We hear the echoes and the traces of the Holy Virgin Mother and how she referred to things. If that was a personality then on the earth, do you not think when you read John saying, my children, or little children, in the scriptures, where he got that from? 
it's worthy to understand who Mary is. And once you do, you want to follow her. You want to give everything you have to her. Your life, your consecration, your very death at the moment she wants it. Let her write the script for it. And then you become illuminated because you quit living for yourself. And as I was at Maria's house in Italy, when the message came through, incredible message came through that said, go through life without an interest. Your interest has to be always God first. Everything is second. That's why often it's a difficulty in families because when you put God's interest first above your own interest, you can disenfranchise friends, workers, family members, those who think they know what you should do. I used to have a big Catholic, well-known Catholic, used to tell me, I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. I said, wow, that's incredible. Send that person a message, because they were sending an emissary to me, a message. I should really was jealousy of what they didn't want me to do. I says, tell them that they're the most amazing person I've ever met. I'm struggling my whole life to see what I'm supposed to do, and they know what they're supposed to do, and me? They must be very holy. When you do God's interest, you're going to have a lot of enemies. Because people do not want to be convicted. They do not want to follow that. They're scared of you. Oh, no, this may come into my home. And you'll get resistance. But once you understand Our Lady's words, as little children, if she says it, believe it. I didn't plan to say anything. I don't even know where all that came from at the beginning of this program. There was nothing at all I was going to say. It just spilled out. Maybe somebody needed to hear it. Maybe somebody in the village needed to hear it. I don't know why I said it. From the International Mass, saw all the signs in the beginning. But I believe in Our Lady more than I believe in myself. I believe in God's plan more than I do in my plan. And if you walk with that Spirit, God will illuminate you. You'll see things that you don't understand. I literally, when I write, learns things as I write. I didn't know that. Our Lady says, call down the Holy Spirit, ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you'll have receive everything. The thought process. I didn't know if you learn something from written and they've read it for a shot or some other writings, as you learn it, I learned the same way. Maybe you get it from the book. I felt I'd get it from the Holy Spirit. There's points that I wrote something 10 years ago. I could say, this is straight from the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that. In fact, I went into your office today. I said, read this. Joan, did you read it? I don't remember the, what About the internalization. <laughs> yeah, read it. I don't even remember putting that down like that. I'm not saying that because me, you have a plan from God. It's his plan. When you understand that, and when you understand, you can read all these messages with this common illumination, just like the 10th anniversary message I quoted a few minutes ago. Our lady says, pray and recite your scriptures that you might discover the true reason for my coming. When I read that, I was sitting outside the church, facing the church, the back left-hand corner. I can tell you almost what stone I was sitting on. That's how memoried those words were in my heart. That there are those who do not want to understand my message, but you, my dear children, recite your scriptures to find out the true reason for my coming. Ten years she comes every day, and we still don't know why she's coming. I believed those words. I searched the scriptures, and I found it. Probably shortly after that. The last verses of the Bible. The very last part of Revelation about these messages that she was given crystal clear once each month. She said they're conveyed from God. She said all the nations would come there, people coming from all over. These messages were for the world. They're simple, crystal clear, 
And those last words of the Bible says that. Issuing from the throne of God, clear as crystal, medicine for the nations, given once each month, 12 times a year. Go read Revelations. I believed Our Lady said you'd discover it. I found that. I'd never heard it from anybody else. And I was determined to make that popular. And maybe I know what the reason no one still quotes it is because we quote it. Because a lot of people think they're going to start quoting us this in the movement. They won't do it. They say it gives us too much credibility. That's okay. Use it anyway. So we're not jealous of anybody. We're, we're more happy the more people get into this and spread the message. But there can be no avarice. There can be no jealousy. There can be no meanness or hatred or unkindness. I wanted to be number one. I wanted to be this. I wanted to be that in this Medjugorje phenomenon world that lady's brought to us. And when you're free from those restraints that restrict you from being illuminated, you become illuminated. It's that simple. We're for everybody. We always have been. And so, to answer your question, I think you have to just be a free spirit, an open spirit, non-competitive, just seeking the will of God, seeking His way. A frail, flawed sinner, yes, always, but repentant, knowing that God loves the sinner. Once we understand these things, we can realize what Our Lady is trying to tell us about born in love. She says, as I bore Jesus in my womb, I want to bear you in holiness. She wants to do that. This is what's wrong today. This is why she gives a message on the second of the month. Because we have broken family. We don't have children born in love. We don't have them in a situation where they can be eliminated. They're darkened. So Our Lady says, I want you to be my light bearers for God's love. Why? Because they never experienced it between two parents. If they did, it was only one. And it was broken. Our Lady says, you will illuminate the way for those who have been given eyes but do not want to see. First, you have to see. First, you have to be given eyes. That's what the messages are about, to make you see. And once then, you can go to the broken. Because Our Lady says, I desire for all my children to see my son. How fortunate it is for a son to be born in love. How happy his life will be. Jesus talks about this important man, God. He didn't even miss heaven because he was between two pillars of love. That was heaven on earth. And God desires the family to become love. Our Lady says, I desire for the fruits of the family to be seen one day. That happens in solid rock bed family and community where love dwells. Because families can't even make it on their own. They have to be in a community of love. Our Lady says, I wish for the whole, ki- for Jesus wishes for the kingdom of love to come. This is the path. This is the way to be born in love. You'll have everything. Happy birthday, boy. It's bright here, ain't it? Look at you more beautiful than any picture ever painted. Welcome to this world, son With all its hopes and fears It never will be perfect But it's better now you're here Rest here in my Let me hold you as you dream Lord knows if I only could I'd give you everything 
can promise you this son you'll always have enough you weren't born into money but you were born into love life ain't easy son learn that lesson well But the way your mama looks at you it's clear You're worth every tear that fell I don't know what you'll find boy as you travel down this road But as long as we're alive You'll never travel it alone Rest here in my arms a while Let me hold you as you dream I can promise you this, son You'll always have enough You weren't born into money But you were born into love Son, you weren't born into money You were born into love I was at the dentist the other day and a girl started talking to me and she started saying that they built a house and they borrowed money for it. And so she asked me what I did and I started telling her about it. ain't going to happen about borrowing money and why not to. And that song reminds me of the way we built our house, my wife and I. We lived in a trailer. And we didn't decide to wait for our children to be born until we had money. She said they'd like to have a couple of children at the dentist office the other day. But they can't afford it at that time. But they can afford a house. We were having children... As they grew up, as this song says, I'm happy just to hold you in my arms right now for a while. We built the swimming pool. We built the swimming pool before we built our dream house. Why? Because we knew our kids could grow up, we could be enjoying it. Spent eight years building a house. Many of you know the story. Many of you have been in the bedroom. Never borrowed money for it. But we didn't predicate six sons and one daughter on how much money we had or didn't have. How much love is lost because we have to have everything calculated. We can't go by the providence of God. We don't think what His plan is. We think about what our plan is. And we mess up. How many memories we have of building our house with the children, going up to the mountains, getting rocks off of it, with our two oldest ones when they were kids, babies. I mean, even as we worked in the house, they playing around us, playing in the dirt, the ditches, with the big septic tanks, getting in and out of the hole before it was put in there, jumping across the ditches. I remember one of my sons not making it and hit with a thud when he's two years old. I remember going, ugh. <laughs> I think we had video. We got on video. We'd laugh at that and watch it. But we got to burn down our memory. We don't see video anymore. But all that would have been lost if we said, let's build our house and have a family later. Why would you do such a thing? 
Don't you know what it's like to have that baby in your arms for a while? God will give everything else if you go by his plan. He never will. Or rather, you can do your plan and go crazy like the song says, the first song. Or you can let God and be in peace and have memories along the whole way. God, all-powerful, could bring His Son into the world any way He chose. He chose the structure of the family. Family is therefore the most sacred institution which exists. It is why Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are referred to as the Holy Family. Family is to be a holy way of living. Satan hates holiness and therefore hates the family. Today's families need a model. Meditate on the Holy Family, which brought heaven to earth. Ancient Christian mystics tell us little Jesus, being raised between two pillars, whose love was as pure as fire, did not even miss heaven, for it existed in his home. Does your family and home reflect the Holy Family? Come to the Resting Place, a gift shop to help your family on the path to holiness and surroundings to reflect the same. The Resting Place at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. This song that we just listened to opens up with the father talking to his son that apparently had just been born. He says at the beginning, it's bright here, isn't it? Bringing to mind this illumination. And and again, this... Um, this, these souls that have eyes but don't want to see, it's as if um, you imagine a baby in the darkness of a mother's womb not wanting to be born, brought into light. So as apostles of Our Lady, how do we help a soul be born into love, especially a soul that pr- prefers the darkness? In what, in what way can we assist Our Lady in this? First, to be motivated, I think we need to really look at the um, the gravity of a broken family, really what happens for them, and uh, the tragedy of it. I mean, our nation is in trouble simply because of this reason. And we got uh, a president from a broken family that really has a darkened spirit. You may say, I shouldn't say something like that. Read, they fired the first shot. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Broken family gives you this. I was just out of town. I saw a bumper sticker says, "Don't blame me. I voted for the American." <laughs> <laughs> now that may be funny, but the thing is, is we got problems, and we got a problem resulting from somebody came through a very broken family that's picked up darkened ideas. And so our lady wants us to illuminate. She wants us to see things. How do we see things? When you have a light, there's all kind of examples. In fact, I always remember my daddy, and fatherhood is very important. Motherhood makes fatherhood. It depends on the mom. You can have the best dad in the world. The mom's not supporting it, tearing it down. You won't. Oh, Obama... Never met his dad. The only time he met his dad was he came to speak at school. Was that third grade? Sixth In our research, grade, sixth grade. It's the only time he ever met his father. Sixth grade, when he came there and speak, spoke, and his dad didn't really hurry and talk to him. But his mom had made such an image of his greatness. And the guy was terrible. Krauser, a drunk. Hated America from Kenya and his image of his father was so painted so exalted that he had this whole dream he didn't say dream of his father's he wrote he had dream of of his father from 
from for Jer- from his father. So a mom's a mother is very very powerful. And even though he left her, the mom still uplifted him. What moms could do in the family now by painting the picture of the father. James Dobson, I remember, is talking about that even if the father's gone, if the mother knows how to do things right and paint this picture of the father, all she'd have to do if the father died was point to him on the wall. Your father never would approve of that. A father can't live the way he's supposed to live, no matter what his traits are, personality, how good or how bad he is, except by the mother. She determines it. She is powerful. She's profound. That's why God's sending a mother to say, Father is good. God the Father is good because so many people have a bad image of God the Father because they got a bad image of the Father. And you women out there, you're responsible for this, I'm telling you. We've seen it over and over in our mission. Don't tell me Obama's mother can make his father, who is nothing, so grand in his eyes, that if your dad, your your husband is a garbage truck driver, you can't say that he's the best. There's a lot of guilty people out there in position of wife that you might rationalize, you might justify, but God's having to send a woman to establish fatherhood. Don't you think that's strange? Do you not think it's strange that our lady says, I will bless all the mothers on Christmas Day and Jesus will bless the rest? Why did she say that? Because our lady knows motherhood is sick. It's what needs to change. It's like what you heard me say before when I got in New York and a taxi cab driver. Sometimes these people have a lot of wisdom. They sit in a car all day, they think. They look, they observe. I said, how is things going for New York? He said, well, it depends on how short the girl's skirts are. The shorter, the worse, the longer, the better. What does that say to you? I remember my dad. We would go on calls with him. He worked on appliances, worked on refrigerators, wash machines. And he would always ask us to hold a flashlight and sometimes it was boring. We never really learned how to work washers, and we didn't want to do that, or refrigerators, or the stoves, or the ranges, or house appliances. But I remember laying there many a time holding the flashlight for him to see. And it's light. And I never took up, nor did I ever want to work on appliances after seeing all the dirt and the roaches and the rats and stuff like that in people's houses. But one thing I did learn was a lot from my father. He worked six days a week. He worked hard. He took care of us. And my dad's built out of love. Everybody knows Papa Tony says he, he's a patriarch. If somebody couldn't pay the bill, I would watch him say, forget it. Or somebody's low on money and they didn't have $20 for a $40 bill, he said, just give me $20. I'll write it off. He taught me charity. He taught me joy. He taught me a lot of things. My dad exampled me, witnessed me. My mom drilled it into me. They were both important in that role. But holding that flashlight, I learned many, many things other than what he was working on that I never dreamed I'd learn. You'd say, son, hold it still. Keep that beam shining straight You'd have a 916 in one hand Working on that Chevrolet It seemed like every Saturday Soon as the sun went down We'd be huddled underneath that hood Tinkering around And of all the great memories I have Best ones are those nights, just me and my dad. He'll never know how much he taught me out in that garage. And I guess the stuff that stuck was more about life than fixing cars. Cause to this day I still can't make them run right. But I sure did learn a lot. 
Just holding the flashlight He told me a lot of stories About Grandpa and the war While he was trying to show me What a carburetor's for And I learned a couple words When he scanned his knuckles up and I found out mama was the only girl he ever really loved But when I asked him about women, he just laughed Said if we stayed out here all year, we wouldn't have time enough for that He'll never know how much he taught me out in that garage And I guess the stuff that stuck more about life than fixing cars Cause to this day I still can't make them run right But I sure did learn a lot Just holding the flashlight Day, I still can't make them run right But deep inside I know that it's alright Cause I sure did learn a lot Just holding the flashlight You know, for my dad, it was a flashlight holding it. For my children, every one of them, even down to my daughter, we'd set them on machinery. Of course, I don't get that get out that much now because I'm so heavy in writing what I do with a mission. But I remember all my kids from six months old sitting on tractors and track holes and backhoes and trucks and equipment. And it's a joy. I had my older son tell me the other day that he's got his first son, our only grandson, and he, how old is Bishop, a year? Yeah, he's just turned a year. That he uh, won't get out of the bed, sluggishly, unless he says, let's get in the truck. Kyle says he just jumps out like a rubber band immediately. So this equipment's in the blood. It rains through there. But there's a lot learned. Our children can do anything. They're very capable of equipment. Uh, Caterpillar comes out here just to talk to our youth. And there's something that you transmit in that. It's not just running machinery, just having that. Passes on through the veins, something that's important. And so many families don't have that. They don't have redemption in them. They aren't capable of that because everything's broken. There's no transmission of one to the next. For me, it was flashlight. For my dad, doing that, what he did, and seeing how he worked for me as my kids with equipment. There's, of course, many, many things we could speak about in the message because this is a, a very large message, but um, just something I'm hoping you could shed a more, little more light on is that Our Lady said today, uh, pray that the Holy Spirit may enable and lead you. And we know there are so many things in the world today, particularly governmental programs and so many things that, that want to enable people, empower people, and and. You've, it's always been against your spirit, these things, um, and you speak about them, and of course, they fire the first shot, speaks about certain enabling things. For those of you that have read the book already, you know what I'm referring to. For those who haven't read the book, you need to read it, and you'll see that Our Lady is giving the antithesis of, of what Satan is doing now. But it's interesting to point out that Our Lady also says, you will be my light bearers, and in Lucifer, that name means the bearer of light. And so it's as if Our Lady is is coming and giving an anti, um, an anti, Satan plan of some type. Um, and I'm sure it's a lot bigger than this, but maybe you can shed a little more light on that. Well, I see whatever God's doing and whatever He's got in the works, whatever His plans are, Satan mimics that. And of course, He's He's Lucifer does mean light, Luciferus, and He will mock. He wanted to be God. He wanted to mock God. And the, the arrogance to even think you could defeat God was one of the most amazing aspects of that, showing what pride would blind you to. He couldn't see, yet he was a light bearer. 
And so it is we have in this life the same thing. We don't realize sometimes we need to lose to be able to see the light. We need to slow down to see the light. And there's so much light in the world today that all he wants us to see, yet we can't. And so the deception today is that we think we're in the light. We think we know. We have so much knowledge. We have so much material. We have so much electronics at our at our disposal. And this disposal of this, where people constantly have this light on, on their cell phones and on television, everything coming to you, everything glitter, is really a luciferous. I mean, who's behind it? And we don't stop long enough to contemplate what it is we're doing, what's, what kind of culture we've built. And how is it illuminating us? Are we more at peace? Are we a better culture? We're in breakdown and we're under judgment, actually. So these things will go away. That's why we, we feel like our website's not going to be there forever. We do everything we can to make it what it is. But what's going to be here in the end is the Word. The Word made flesh. Jesus' Word. That's why we went heavily into printing when we had everything on the electronic side we could go. Oh, we deal with it. But we don't put our faith in it. We know the written Word in the end is where it's going to be. That's where redemption was recorded. That's where it'd be finished. And so... To slow down, to, I don't know if I'm answering your question the way you were. I, I didn't have an answer for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were asking, but, but uh, Satan does mimic. When Our Lady started showing us a simple life to come back to more to, to the soil, what is Satan doing but tying up the ground to natural areas to take and keep land locked away from man? Uh, it's difficult to farm. It's too many regulations. It's very difficult to get. They even have areas and zones that if you're not making $100,000 and $75,000 a year, you can't farm land. Who's doing that? The soil was given to us in Genesis 3.15, section of the Bible, by the sweat of your brow you should eat. Satan's taking it away. So whatever God's calling us back to, Satan's always trying to do. You look at this Genesis 21 stuff, it says that. And so redemption that God gave to us we need to have new wings. We need to have the light. And the only way to see that light is for us to slow down and start looking at this. Our lady's coming for that. She wants to show it to you, make you free. Comes a time in everyone's life You gotta slow down and find the lies Surrender the losing fight Take your wrongs and make them right Leave the past in the past Don't let no one bring you down Keep your head above the clouds You're safe in his arms now Maybe soon you'll see With your brand new now I'm free And I finally believe That I don't have to face this world alone And now I see How good life can be When I'm living right My spirit is strong He relieves my tension This is my redemption Well, I know I'm not a saint I don't always do what's right And sometimes I stay out All hours of the night But when I make it home and at the end of the day well, I get down upon my knees And I bow my head and pray It takes me away To a brand new place And now I'm free And I finally believe That I don't have to face this world alone And now I see Right, my spirit is strong 
Lady shows us that we can't make it on our own. They were lost. Many people are barely surviving today. I often wonder where I would be if a lady hadn't been there for us in the apparitions. She's told us in one of her messages, it suffices to have a cleaned heart but put Jesus in the first place and you'll be able to see. You'll be able to understand. Pretty incredible. Is it that simple, really? Yes, it is. Have a cleaned heart, put Jesus in the first place, and you'll be able to see. We are too complex. We can't realize that a heart filled with love is more than enough to keep strong and there's no way to miss that if you follow a lady but if she hadn't been there if there hadn't been her what would any of us be would the world still be here or would we even survive we owe her everything a man Filled with doubt Down and out And so long A ship Tossed and turned Lost and yearning For a home A survivor Barely surviving Not really sure Of his next move all of this I would have been If there hadn't been you If there hadn't been you Where would I be If there hadn't been you Here for me I made it through times I never would have made it been you A man filled with hope who finally knows where he belongs A heart filled with love more than enough to keep it strong A life that's alive again No longer afraid to face the truth All of this I would have missed If there hadn't been you If there hadn't been you Where would I be? Hadn't been you here for me I made it through times I never would have made it through If there hadn't been you on my side been you 
all my dreams would still be dreams if there hadn't been you. friend of Medjugorje is hitting the road, bringing Our Lady to Ohio and to Pittsburgh over the next couple of weeks. Actually, tomorrow, Ohio and Pittsburgh the following weekend. So check uh, Medjugorje.com for the information and find out if you're able to join him. Also, too, uh, before we close tonight, uh, there's going to be a conference, a new conference, uh, about uh, they fired the first shot. This conference will only be available uh, for those who have read uh, they fired the first shot. It's the uh, criteria for you to be able to attend. The dates of that, they are now finalized. It's going to be December 6th and the 7th, just before the December 8th through the 12th, five days of prayer. And uh, again, there'll be more information that uh, we'll post on Medjugorje.com uh, and regarding that. So again, a uh, reminder again, friend of Medjugorje will be speaking in Ohio at the end of this week. And uh, we have a special Medjugorje show this Thursday that you will want to tune into. Boy, y'all know how to mess the mood, huh? Just mess it up. Also, I want to bring our lady. I'll be bringing our lady's messages. I don't want to make the, bring Maria. We're going to see her lady there. But we'll bring her spirit. I know what she meant, Joan. So we end this with a lot of thoughts to reflect on. That all my dreams would still be dreams. And I really believe that. I'm not just stating that because the song said it. If it hadn't been her. So what does she offer you tonight? What's available to us? A gift from God we can never show enough gratitude for. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. Good night.